Genesis chapter 22, verses 15 through 18. And the angel of the Lord called to Abraham a second time from heaven and said, By myself I have sworn, declares the Lord, because you have done this and have not withheld your son, your only son, I will surely bless you. I will surely multiply your offspring as the stars of heaven and as the sand that is on the seashore. And your offspring shall possess the gate of his enemies. And in your offspring shall all the nations of the earth be blessed because... You have obeyed my voice. So Abraham returned to his young men, and they arose and went together to Beersheba. And Abraham lived at Beersheba. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. All right, Dees. We yesterday Isaac was born, and then we we kind of skipped over the introduction of this context uh, of this passage. But God tests Abraham asks him to, or calls him, commands him to sacrifice his only son. And, you know, we, we've seen Abraham's faith waver many times up until now. And yet we see, first of all, Abraham's obedience to the Lord, but we also see faith and, and we see that. Yeah. It's, it, it's like, I wonder why, uh, I mean, you know, we're not running the, we're not running the dance here anymore. The mysterious will, uh, will, <laughs> kinds is yeah yeah um but i wonder why will left off like the meaty part of this uh chapter hey, he he is the auspicious muse of odr i know he, i know he does i'm trying to get in, in mysterious i'm trying ways. to get into will's head right now maybe he just assumed that we like know the story but it probably yeah why don't you give us like a quick recap of what just happened yeah so god commands abraham to sacrifice isaac which would be a very familiar to to Abraham. That'd be a very familiar religious tradition, you know, for other gods right, to sure. sacrifice yeah. your child. And so I think, you know, in my opinion of this passage, I think God is basically posing the question to Abraham of, do you believe I'm like these other gods? And like, do you know who I am now? And do you know that like my like, faith? Do you trust me as much as like, someone of Ur of the Chaldeans would have trusted these other gods? Do you think that's kind of what Well, I, I think saying? there's a little bit of that, but I, I think it's mainly saying, like, do you see the distinction? Like, do you understand who Yahweh is that, that sets God him saves. apart? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, so so God's creating a scenario that's like the other gods, only our God is gracious and salvific. Yeah, yeah. 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 Okay, and okay, yeah. He, no, he's, like he's setting himself apart. And so Abraham, you know, they go, and then he tells his servants that him and his son are going to go sacrifice on the mountain and that they will both return to them again. And so yeah, he, he's being obedient to God, but he's also demonstrating, he he knows that God ha- has promised and is faithful to this promise. And, and so even though it surpasses his understanding, he is venturing on... Well, the author of Hebrews kind of explains it to us, right? Yeah. He reasons that God could raise the dead. Exactly. Exactly. And and so you're saying, you're saying, and I, I think I agree with what you're saying, Yeah. but you're saying that the reason that Abraham so obediently went out and obeyed the Lord, because, you know, it's kind of one of these, I don't know if I'm able to use the real expression on ODR, but like you're danged if you do and you're danged if you don't. Like, you know. Uh, Sincerity, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're darned. ODR. For an unedited ODR, please visit our webpage. Yeah, no, just our kidding. Patreon. <laughs> but, no, but. Patreon uh, for the, yeah. But uh, anyway, uh, 
No, but I mean, okay, so if you don't sacrifice Isaac, if you disobey, then you've disobeyed God, mm -hmm. right? You kind of forsake the promise. Mm -hmm. But Isaac is the promise. Like yeah, the yeah. offspring is the promise. He's the blessed one. He's the offspring of the promise. So you're again, you're you're kind of danged if you do and you're danged if you don't. Like if you if you sacrifice him, then the promise yeah. is dead. If you don't sacrifice him, then the promise is dead. So how does Abraham do it? And I think you're right. I mean, the author of Hebrews to me like gives us the answer, which of course we've We've just hung out with the author of Hebrews in chapter eleven. We sure did. If y'all, if you if you missed that, you know, yeah. skip about two or three weeks back, and yeah. we'll, we will cover this. There's but plenty there. Um, but yeah, but Abraham reasons that God could raise yeah. the dead, and so you're saying that Abraham knew the character of God, and that he was different than the gods that Abraham grew up exactly, with when he lived exactly. in Earth. Yeah, I love that. And you know, to if if you'll allow me to use a deism, okay, I think okay. what Abraham is doing here is doing the next right thing. Like he, the command that is set in front of him does not make sense with what he knows to be true of God. And yet, as the author of Hebrews says, he reasons that God could even raise the dead. You know, he tells Isaac, Isaac's like, we have the wood, we have the fire, we have everything, but we don't have a sacrifice. Right, right. He tells Isaac, God will, provide, will provide for himself yeah. a lamb. And so, you know, we don't know fully what's going on in Abraham's mind, but I think there is that, you know, sort of dissonance that comes with being obedient to the Lord sometimes is everything in me makes this feel really weird. And yet I know this is of the Lord. I know this is what obedience looks like. It's faith, right? And so I know the, the Lord will provide. And so I think what we see here is really the fulfillment of of. Abraham's lesson that right. he learned in it's, his 25 it, years of exactly. from the promise to the birth Amen. of Isaac. It's the old, uh, I mean, this is like a, a an illustration that I'm sure like the sixth grade Will had in his first <laughs> Briarwood student ministry experience. But like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like the old chair illustration. Like you can look at the chair, you can test the chair. You think I was in sixth grade the first time I heard that uh, illustration? <laughs> I was like first grade. Okay, well, yeah. I'm sorry. No offense to Frank Barker or Harry Reader here. Yeah, but uh, yeah. anyway, you, but it's like until you sit in the chair. And so, this is Abraham like fully sitting yeah, in the chair yeah. saying, I trust God, even though it this does not make sense to me. I am fully trusting the Lord that he will come through for me. And you know what? You know what, Will? I mean, really, that is saving faith. Like mm -hmm. that is saving faith. It's when we say nothing in my hand I bring only to the cross I cling. Yeah. Uh, and that we all have to have this kind of faith mm -hmm. that it's only Jesus that can save me. Nothing else actually can save me, can give me life, can give me a promise. Um, and it's it's when we trust God in these ways, even though it makes zero sense. I mean, to be honest too, like like us trusting in God for salvation actually kind of makes mm -hmm. zero sense. We're we're trusting in the very God that we've just that we've offended by our sin, who should punish us for our sin. We're trusting in the very God that should be punishing us to also save us. It, that's that is actually the same kind of dilemma that Abraham is having to face yeah. it, but what's the difference? God can raise the dead. And Absolutely. so the very God that should punish us has punished us in the person of Jesus who was raised and in him we have life and yeah. resurrection. And putting it specifically in the context of Advent, you know, and awaiting the Savior um, and the auspicious muse, Will Kynes, he has this in our, in a little notes column, but I think this is a great point. 
the all of salvation history is at stake in this moment. You know, the Amen. every promise yes. that, that all the nations of the earth would be blessed is in this moment. And then all of salvation history is protected and upheld by God's providing of a lamb in this moment. And, you know, that points us just straight to Calvary where God provides a sacrifice that opens a door for all nations of the world to be blessed. And so there, there's so much about Christ and faith to be Amen. seen here. Yeah, I mean, not to like, throw any further shade on Andy Stanley for the like unhitching of the old Testament. Yeah. I mean, it's, I'm, I don't know if he was here. I mean, I, there's like no way he would say, there's no way he wouldn't take that back and like yeah, yeah, take yeah, back yeah, yeah. the whole, like yeah, totally. um, whatever the book was called. But anyway, like this just so further like illustrates like how much deeper and how much fuller and how much more yeah. beautiful the story of Jesus becomes and what saving faith means and what God's sacrifice looks like, mm -hmm. like all of those things like make sense when you have them within the context of this grand story. So, Amen. I mean, this, these, these are our Advent readings here. Yeah. I mean, usually the Advent reading is like for us, the son is yeah. born, you <laughs> yeah. know, you're like straight to Isaiah and then maybe yeah. you're like to Luke one or something. Yeah. But I love that the, you know, auspicious will kinds like is leading us through this father, son sacrifice mm. moment, yeah. this, this father, son hope, which is central to understand the whole Advent story. So um, man, this is this is a great thing to think about at Christmas time. It is as we think about the first coming, as we think about the second coming, as we think about the hope that we have in the ultimate Son, Jesus. Absolutely. For Will Carlisle, I'm Jason Dees. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for Our Daily Rhythm.